Get stoked for the new single, Heard It All Before, from Vancouver rock and rollers Ben Sinister, out March 16th on Cordova Bay Records. Visit cordovabay.com to pre-save on Spotify Plus and see more of our upcoming releases, including local blues keyboardist David Vest's self-titled LP, out April 6th. Cordova Bay Records, celebrating 20 years of local music. My relationship with jazz began for real, at least when I was 16 or so. Um, and it was kind of in the smoky rooms of a community house of all my friends. By day, we attended high school and we worked at a coffee shop and we spent all our money on cars and beer. Uh, and by night, we huddled around a turntable and listened to Charlie Parker and Duke Ellington and Mingus. We draped ourselves over couches in the turd room, which was named that because of the unappealing color of the upholstery. And we played chess, and we talked, but mostly we listened. Swing dripped down the window panes, and the bass walked around the room. The boys among us were in a jazz band, and the girls were too. The boys' band played loud on street corners and in smoky grottos, in the neighborhood bistro. The girls practiced loud every bright summer day. We chased the shade of the huge oak trees in the southeast corner of the park. Once or twice we basked, and we spent our winnings on beer for everybody. There were so many of us too. There was Hannah on saxophone and Allie on trumpet, and Stephanie on vocals, Chloe and Nora on guitar, Phoenix on bass, Lil J and I on clarinet, Maya on the accordion. But for all of our numbers and all of our hours practicing, we rarely sat in with the boys as instrumentalists. They were supportive friends and they would encourage us to continue our project, but it was really hard to take ourselves seriously. Jazz is a traditionally very masculine realm, and I think that's why we felt very uncomfortable calling ourselves jazz musicians because we didn't see anything in the historical jazz canon from which we were drawing our inspiration that looked like us. In 1967, George Simon wrote in his book, The Big Bands, only God can make a tree and only men can play good jazz. It wasn't a careless omission that so few of the amazing women playing jazz were documented by the great record keepers of jazz history. It was this pervasive ideology of jazz being a man's world. So here we were, in Canada, a hundred years later, feeling the blues with Bessie Smith and Billie Holiday, and feeling rebellious and defiant in the face of a canon that didn't recognize us. Trombonist Lee Cavanaugh has a great quote about this. She says, There's no feminine way to belch out bass trombone notes, screech out lead trumpet lines, or lean into bop licks. I remember feeling that the sense of swing is unfeminine. This pressure is such a roadblock for young girls getting into jazz. And if I could tell anything to myself when I was younger, and any young girl trying to get into music or learning a traditionally male instrument, I would tell them that it's only natural to feel a little lost without a map. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to CFUV 101.9 FM's All Access Music Podcast. Okay, so what are we talking about today, guys? Like female creativity and the role of femininity and women in general, I think, in the studio and on stage and basically just our experiences, yeah. I guess. Eh? Yeah, I'd say our experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So today I have with me two very lovely humans. Sophie Noel, 22. She plays the clarinet and sings in a bluesy country band called Mama and the Boys in Victoria. 
She's never seen The Matrix. I know. Neither. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I know some scenes from it. I've seen like half of it. (laughs) To my right, Teresa Krotner, the drummer of Victoria Bass Band Teenage Wedding. Teresa has been participating as a drummer for five years now. This summer, she's going on her first tour across Canada. Hi, Teresa. Hey, how's it going? Doing good, how are you? Good. Excellent. One of the other producers at CFUB has a podcast on feminism. It's called Taking Up Space. And I think I'm just going to steal that name from her for this episode and call this Taking Up Space in Music. We're definitely going to be talking about femininity, creativity, but there's kind of a common theme going on in this episode where we're looking at where women fit in music. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something both of you guys can pull from. Yeah. For sure. And both in different practices or from different backgrounds, which is really interesting. But to get things started, Teresa, who inspires you right now? Um, well, like, uh, right now, I guess uh, it's probably been the same for, like, the past, like, five years. Nice. I love bands with uh, female drummers in Victoria. Uh, I listen to a lot of Pinner. I'm at home in my room. Fountain. I love Waste right now, which is like a, a super group of uh, female <laughs> musicians in Victoria. Yeah, just like any uh, any band I saw like in the last couple of years, um, I would just like get their tape and listen to it um, on repeat. And that basically is what inspired me to play music right now. Just for everyone out there, Teresa listens to all her music on a cassette player. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been listening yeah. to music on a cassette player um, for? So my friend Nick, who uh, who started Teenage Wedding, the band that I play in now, um, he was, I think, doing like landscaping and found this guitar case in a ditch. In it had had like a guitar that had like no strings. It was like completely broken. There was this uh, Sony Sports cassette Walkman, which um, was the peak of technology. <laughs> uh, I think it's waterproof. Um, it has auto flip, so you don't have to reverse. So fancy. Um, <laughs> mega bass options just to Whoa. kick that bass up. Um, and an AM and FM radio channel. Um, Nick gave that to me. I don't know why he wouldn't want that. Um, mm. Also in the case, there was a, a letter from a parole officer, which obviously belonged to the guy who had the guitar case. And Nick called the pol- parole officer. Um, and obviously the police were like, hey, you should return this because um, this might be evidence for something. And he never did. Um, I think he also found some weed in there. But yeah. <laughs> I uh, and win win. Yeah, and <laughs> since then, that was about like almost two years ago. I listened to it every single day without a doubt. That's so sweet. It has served <laughs> me very well. <laughs> and it's bright yellow. Yeah, it's perfect. Aww. Yeah. It exudes 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. 
So who inspires you right now? Well, I would say, I was trying to think about this. I think that probably the people that inspire me right now the most are um, always Grimes, Claire Boucher. She just has inspired me since I was like, I don't know, she's like from Vancouver, so I always felt a bit of kinship with her in that way. And she does it all herself. Her first album, Visions, she'd made on GarageBand, and she just like wrote, produced, mixed, did everything, and did it like not only all herself, but it was also kind of a statement that she did all herself. So I thought that was really sweet. Um, and she continues to amaze me. And also, um, St. Vincent, Annie Clark. Yeah. And Angel Olsen is also a huge inspiration for me. Yeah, those three. My mom. <laughs> Shout out to mom. Yeah. yeah. Hi, mom. What's the last song you guys were both listening to? So there's this band in Victoria that stopped playing like a year ago called Sick. I only got to see them once, but it was just like the best show. And I got their tape and I listened to it so much that it wore out, like the tape wore out. Oh, man. Nice. Um, and so I was like, oh, I guess like can't listen to that anymore. Um, but then my friend Boston, who made the tapes, um, was like sold, was had extras of them so i just got another one and i listened to it a lot um it's great it's a great album it's called shoplifting from american apparel sophie what about you ah yeah the last song i listened to i was listening to um the big thief npr tiny desk earlier today Mm -hmm. big thief is a band from from um new york i guess nice um also a, a a female lead i believe she's the songwriter her name's um Adrienne Lenker. Yeah, she's an amazing lyricist. It's really beautiful stuff. You should check it out. Big Thief. Okay, so we're going to continue on with the segment. Um, We're going to talk to Sophie and we're going to talk to Teresa. They both have great things to tell you about being a woman in music, amongst other things. Sophie. What would you like to share with us today? I thought I'd kind of talk a little bit about my experience with jazz because jazz is such a traditionally masculine um, field, I suppose. And I personally love it, but I've had a kind of a fraught relationship with it. Just being like, I don't know, like growing up in Vancouver where there's not a lot of jazz and being a woman. (laughs) Totally. Mm Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Canadian jazz scene is sparse. Yeah, it's pretty much concentrated in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, th- Probably the Victoria jazz scene is pretty sparse. sparse yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's lots of like fun weekly swing dances and stuff, but not necessarily really cool experimental stuff on the regular. Um, which totally makes sense. And like the one jazz bar might be closing down, so yeah, it's a little, it's hurting a bit. <laughs> Uh, And one really important thing to keep in mind that I struggled with is you're not making it up. This was one of the biggest problems when I was trying to navigate these things as a young teen was people, my friends even, constantly asking me to validate the struggle that I was perceiving and just not believing us when we talked about it. 
But in the 2017 NPR Jazz Critics Poll, there were only five women of 137 people. Women in jazz has never been a unit in a jazz history course I've ever taken, never mind queer people in jazz. And every year since 1986, the Les Victoires de Jazz Awards selects France's best jazz musicians, and in 2017, every nominee in every category was a man. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, I just want to kind of talk about differences between feminine and masculine creativity. Um, and I really don't mean to infer like a bodily representation of feminine or masculine. I think that these things exist in duality in people and in groups of people. Um, but I do think there's a difference. And like your relationship to femininity on stage, so much is related to this, I feel. I actually found this great podcast called Reversal of the Muse by Laura Marling, who is a British uh, musician, singer-songwriter. And some of her guests are like, honestly, being a woman gets you attention and it gets you remembered. And in order to make it in the boys club, you just have to learn to take a joke, basically. And I bristled a bit when they said this because, I don't know, that sounds kind of like bullshit to me. But re realistically, she was like, you're going to have to work with a lot of older male colleagues and stories they tell are going to make you feel uncomfortable and they're going to be problematic. And if you just kind of, you can object to every single story, but in the end you won't be very popular and you're going to expend a lot of energy on something that's probably fruitless. Other people, other women that Laura talked to said things like, I haven't ever felt that I was treated differently in the studio. Um, I was just one of the boys. And that sentiment is kind of the point for me in a studio and maybe by extension, if you'll bear with me in the music industry, um, it's so male dominated that women must conform if they want to participate. Uh, and I think that that's probably a lot easier for some women and men than it is for others. So yeah, I'm just interested in posing the question, what does female creativity have to offer? There's a traditionally masculine way of going about music and jazz in particular, I think, and that has to do with cutting competitions, which is basically just like trying to one-up each other in solo form or trading fours. Um, and then like flexi solos with like lots of notes and maybe your song has like a lot of chords or something. It's really fast. And then, you know, if you don't match up to that, you're maybe seen as more weak or vulnerable. But there's so much that is kind of like so much latent potential, I feel, that is not allowed to blossom in that kind of environment. Um, Esperanza Spalding is an amazing, another inspiration of mine, actually, definitely. Um, she's an amazing bass player and vocalist. And she spoke to her experience playing with Terry Lynn Carrington, who's a drummer, um, and the late pianist Jerry Allen. Um, and she was kind of juxtaposing this with her male peers that she's also played with. And she said, I accessed aspects of my musicianship that were unavailable to me when I had to be on the defensive. It takes a lot of energy to maintain that front. Without it, the energy went to my playing. She says, we should consider what else is being made unavailable to those of us who are constantly and often unwittingly bracing ourselves against our environments. Uh, and that kind of really hit home for me because I feel like being on stage and being a musician, you're often trying to not conform to the stereotype of women being vulnerable. And um, and in that, you're sacrificing the beauty of vulnerability um, just because you're, you're so at risk of making a mistake and then you represent every woman because you're the only one playing that night or something like that and you feel like everyone's just watching you and waiting for you to make a mistake so they can dismiss like huge swaths of the population. And whether or not that's true, I don't know, but it's definitely present, and I think a lot of people feel it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think vulnerability is something we're all taught when we're on a stage that we, we should actively 
disengage from mm-hmm. it's it's almost frowned upon if you don't have a stage presence why are you on a stage yeah um which brings me to something interesting that you said which is femininity <laughs> on stage opposed to being a man what does that look like mm-hmm. should it be different yeah if given space is it different like a lot of what Laura Marling kind of goes into in her podcast is she's got a lot of experience with studios because her parents ran one and she's been um, recording for like 10 years or something like that. She's quite young though. She's like 26. Um, Anyways, she talks about how every time she goes into a studio with like a few exceptions, she's the only woman and she feels that she learns personally, like she learns a lot better from women um, and she feels a lot more defensive when she's working with men. So she kind of poses the question like what, what would what would my like studio experience be like if I was working with women? Yeah, I guess like uh, femininity can look different from uh, how a man um, would represent themselves like on stage. But like, I think the issue is more like being able to present yourself however you want. Yeah, totally. And getting treated with respect. So if you want to present yourself, um, if you want if you want to go on stage wearing a mini skirt and um, you know long flowy hair, and if that's your way of being vulnerable and that's how you are true to yourself as an artist, then that takes just as much bravery as anything else, and should be done and. If that's what, like, being a woman to you is, like, um, as a musician, then, I don't know, I I really, really respect that uh, Mm -hmm. when I see that. Yeah, me too. It looks scary, almost. It looks really scary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not wearing, like, big baggy jean (laughs) t-shirt and stuff. Giving it up. Yeah. Giving it all up. Yeah, I feel like women have so few opportunities I mean, perhaps this is kind of historically in pop culture, often women are pretty one-dimensional. And especially with jazz, when you're kind of, there's this historical canon that draws a lot on on things that are quite far in the past. Um, contemporary jazz is quite different in its like role in society, I suppose. So you're you're looking to the past for your inspiration and you're seeing these female characters that are just like either the hot one or the smart one or the mm-hmm. one that is kind of just a guy. And n- none of them are really all of it totally they're an archetype of absolutely yeah greater paradigm yeah sad yeah just like serving a purpose Mm -hmm. and not not really multifaceted or or given the opportunity to be both the miniskirt long flowy hair and then maybe also like being really feminine about belching on the trombone or whatever when you lived in this like jazz house of jazz (laughs) basically you look back at it now and kind of recognize a lack there of feminism yeah it was pretty blatantly um like a few of the people there were like very misogynistic and that really affected me at the time and and I just like distanced myself where, where I could where I had to I suppose um, while still, I mean, I, mean I, was, I was so young too. I was just trying mm-hmm. to figure it out myself. Yeah. I w- it was mostly the situation of like, this doesn't feel right, but I can't articulate it. And I'm not that, I'm just like 16. So I don't really know what's going on ever. And, um, it's, yeah, it was tough. And then I'd be asked to, 
I would kind of like have these half-baked like objections and I'd be like that sounds stupid like why'd you say that thing about women Mm -hmm. and then I'd be asked to defend feminism like me standing in front of this like group of dudes and also like all my friends like trying to tell them why they were wrong in some kind of way that they would understand and then I would just be dismissed when I couldn't because I definitely couldn't so much of the problem of misogyny is that it's also it's in everyone right like none of us are we're all kind of marinated in the patriarchy (laughs) if you will (laughs) I can't believe I just said that on on we are marinated humans (laughs) (laughs) not externally our DNA has been slow cooked slow cooker (laughs) no I okay so I feel like in music it's just so hard when there are no role models and it's not true that there are none but there are none that are easily as easily accessible as the male role models for any given instrument except for um vocals vocalists and and maybe pianists mm-hmm. um but like I play the clarinet and um so I was looking to you know I was looking to looking for someone to relate to in history to be like oh yeah I want to play like that person but all of them were dudes. You never found a woman clarinet player that inspired you? No, not historically. I'm sure there are many, but I, I still can't think of any to my fault, I suppose. God damn. Yeah. I can't, I just, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> That's weak. I should know. I should know. Well, it shouldn't have been so hard to find out. Yeah, I guess so. So I suppose we were all participating in this kind of like really wonderful romance of the past um and we kind of acknowledged tangentially that there was a lot of sexism or at least a lack of equity in how women and men were represented but none of us really took the time to analyze how that was affecting us um and then there we were like none of the girls would ever sit in when the boys had a gig or we all felt way too intimidated to ever play in front of them and then like we would we we'd been practicing for years basically and then whenever a guy would pick up an instrument and like start learning the saxophone he would sit in with them right away and like they would be like yeah he's gonna come in for our our next gig you know it would be just so weird and I'm so appreciative of masculine energy and creativity and I, I love the interplay between feminine and masculine I think it's so important like I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there should be only women in jazz or as at executive positions in the music industry I think there should just be both (laughs) but the important thing that you said is that you love male energy Mm -hmm. in the thing in the music yeah and a lot of female energy comes off as it's it's softer Mm -hmm. it's more vulnerable and I want to hear a man say that I love that soft vulnerable energy you bring into the room when you play yeah because it doesn't it's never said and it's almost like it's not we're not aware of it mm-hmm. and and if it was kind of spoken about a woman wouldn't have to run into the r- recording studio and be like here i am with my clarinet i'm ready to go yeah blah, 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 blah. <laughs> hello hello if they were like you know you're really good to to speak up and and you want to do it but this person has been practicing for so long look at them they're soft they're harmonious with our loudness and it mm-hmm. contrasts so beautifully yeah totally yeah actually I had this lovely moment a little while ago where a friend of mine put out an album and on one of the tracks she has our female trumpet player friend playing a solo and it's a beautiful solo and it's it's quiet in terms of trumpet solos and it's like very simple and melodically 
complex at the same time. It's just like really well done. And one of our male friends who was like in those bands when we were teenagers was like, you know, that was a really beautiful solo. And I think if I'd done it, I would have just like ruined the song with being way too complex <laughs> and like flexing so hard. And just to hear him say that, I was like, yeah, dude, you're getting yeah. it. You're getting it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel a big change now as a grown up? As a grown up, now I am 22. <laughs> um, no, I feel blind. I feel like I'm just like a baby <laughs> trying to figure it out. Um, I feel m- more open to being to being aware, um, for sure. And like, definitely. What do you mean a big change? Like a big change in the music scene, or or? I think in the way that the people around you have treated music. Right. Um. I think that I feel more comfortable uh, with my own musicianship and, and kind of presenting myself as a musician, which I was so not okay with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like, yeah, like I play some songs, but I'm not like a musician. Um, but like, whatever. Yeah. If, if yes, it's fine. I can be a musician. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's where it starts, I suppose, is just self-confidence and then, you know, people see that and they're like, because it's not like if we had gone in there with our musicians and with our, it's not like if we'd gone in there with our instruments and sat in when we were so intimidated and made a few mistakes, they would have hated us. They would have loved that. They really would have. But it was just that we were too scared. So it's just addressing the problems that led to us being so intimidated by that. And and it's not like those guys really had much to do with that at all. All Access is made possible with the generous support of Cordova Bay Records and the Community Radio Fund of Canada. All that baby, I wanna know if you can save me or let me go for sure. Check out the latest album Slow Wave by the Velveteens on Fierce Panda Canada. Featuring surf pop jams like All Night Baby, Don't You Feel Better, and Midnight Surf. Find it on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you listen. Head to fiercepanda.ca for more info. I I was lucky enough to grow up here in Victoria where there's actually a lot of female drummers. Like, um, I've played shows with all female drummers. Um on That's every awesome. single band um and it just kind of happened to be that way um but i think yeah especially in jazz like i i tried jazz band for a couple years in high school and just was not it was just not for me because that's just not how i how i play music mm-hmm. or how i wanted to play music um and yeah that was not a good experience but um I think also when people see like a female drummer in a DIY or indie type band, uh, they see it as like a token or a novelty. Like I I remember once when we were playing, uh, Teenage Wedding played at the Drake just one summer afternoon. Um, We played outside and someone posted on Instagram, like it was this old dad who 
probably had like a beer blog or you know like <laughs> something like that yeah uh, he caught her set and and he was like oh um uh this band was okay um i'd watch them again they hit all the hipster bingo um like female drummer with bangs oh god floppy haired singer you know like <laughs> um it was just like a lot of like token token like novelty aspects about the band and i thought that was really funny because i never thought of it like that like i am a novelty yeah yeah um i wasn't like super offended by it i just thought it was really funny that yeah. he would point that out um or that it's something to expect now from mm-hmm. an indie band yeah yeah um, <laughs> classic yeah female drummer. yeah classic female drummer huh I just thought that was kind of funny. You're like classic male beer blogger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. You know, it's funny at which the lens we view life yeah, through. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I I was like, oh, I'm I'm gonna join this band because um, it's gonna fit my hipster lifestyle. And totally. That's the the final piece of the puzzle I need. You Perfect. know, like. It, a floppy-haired singer, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. like I, I do it because I really like the music and I've been playing for a while and that's just what I do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to tell the story about... Uh, um, I think it was kind of the first, um, I want to say, like, spiritual... Um, awakening in <laughs> in Can't music wait. that I experienced. Um, it's probably a couple years back. I went to the show. Um, it's classic like basement show in Victoria. Tons of people I knew were there. Not knew directly as friends, but just kind of knew around. You know, like you know in, in Victoria. We um, know everyone. Yeah. Here. But, like, you don't necessarily know everyone. You just but you see them you, a dozen times a month. You like to think you know them, yeah. <laughs> um, but this show was um, pretty special in particular because uh, a band was playing that um, I had been listening to for a couple years. Um, but because of my age, I never really got to see them. And um, they were, an, like, a four-piece all-female group Um and just like really a cool story um uh they had like a lot of zines uh that they made that um or i'd i'd read about them in zines or uh had like one of their seven inches and like a few of their tapes and stuff but uh i um i went to see them uh, a couple of years ago and uh i remember a super packed bas- basement and um I was, of course, standing, like, right at the front, uh, and I was so close that, um, when, uh, like, the singer came on stage, or I guess kind of, like, the makeshift stage that they made, um, I, I had this expectation of what they were going to look like, and what they were going to sound like, and I thought it would be, like, like, the pictures I saw of them, like, from, like, five, for like six years back but it looked a lot different when I saw them in person um I was so close to the singer that I could see the wrinkles all along her face every time she opened her mouth uh to sing or to yell uh in this case because it was a punk band um there were just 
wrinkles um, on her face. And that I remember that being really uh, a defiant moment for me because um, I realized that the wrinkles were there because not necessarily because of age or anything like that, but just because she had been yelling or speaking about something she cared about for so long. Were you already playing in a band at that point? Yeah, I was playing drums um, and singing in um, the band uh, The Miff Neighbors, which Mm -hmm. I started in high school with uh, three of my other friends uh, in high school. And yeah, we started playing just like fundraisers at our school, coffee concerts at our school. Uh, I think we're we're like the only rock band, rockish type band mm-hmm. um, that was in the school and no one really liked us. <laughs> um, we didn't really, all. yeah, we didn't really fit in anywhere, <laughs> um, but that was okay. At this point, like, did you feel like you had seen an idol or someone that you respected um, in person before? I I guess I had, but it was different mm-hmm. um this time because i just the the fact that you could maybe get to know this person you know mm-hmm. like when you go to a, a local show it's not really like going to a concert or like like a, a show on a bigger scale I think this is why I identify with local music so much is because like you actually have a chance to be friends with the person in the band, you know, or you have a chance to like just talk to them after and like maybe build some sort of relationship, whether it's like a friendship or like a a professional like music relationship or something like that. Yeah. Um, You can play shows with them. Like, you just have a lot more um, opportunities, whereas, like, if you idolize people who are in out there in the world on, like, a a bigger, like, um, um, like, music industry Mm -hmm. type artist, um, you don't really get those types of chances all the time. Um, And I think that we're surrounded by just as many great artists um in Victoria or like wherever you're from um the people are around you are probably just as good as like anyone you're going to find on the internet yeah. you know we any are. top like 40s artists yeah i agree it sometimes is painful to think about not that i don't know if anyone actually cares but the little recognition that a lot of my so 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 talented friends get will get because they are dedicated to their art form and like Mm -hmm. don't even know what promotion means or like Mm -hmm. oh you are so incredibly talented and I want the whole world to know Mm -hmm. about you but in terms of being able to relate to somebody like that like that's huge yeah and I don't know if um I don't think everyone's dream is to get big Mm -hmm. either you know um there is a very thin line like a fine balance where you can be like the the biggest you want to be without going overboard and like um giving up another part of yourself you know like I don't know if if artists will ever be satisfied with where they're at 
like in life generally though yeah i think yeah. that's just yeah. kind of yeah. part it's of a it bit of a disposition like thing. Yeah. <laughs> like we uh teenage wedding opened for uh wolf parade like last year and yeah i guess i feel kind of weird calling them up personally but like they don't necessarily like where they are right mm. now you know like uh, yeah i i didn't get to talk to them personally but like a few people in my band know some of the members and i bet they wish that they were just playing basement shows just like a lot of bands in victoria are totally. you know like yeah. but then i wish i was playing i was flying from city to city instead of like driving camping you know and like going on tour like you're just never gonna be satisfied with yeah. where you are and you just kind of have to accept that and be happy with uh, not knowing where you're going and i think that's all part of it yeah but okay you talk about this experience you had mm-hmm with this woman you saw playing you were so close to her and it changed you it was eye-opening but you had an experience this weekend and i would say it wasn't so far off from what this woman did to you yeah i um a couple weeks ago my band that i i started in high school uh with my friends we had our last show and yeah, it was really great. We just got to play um, for all of our friends that came, and it was just, like, a nice reunion, and I got to say, like, a few words of just, like, what I wanted people to know and specifically what I wanted young girls to know um, with starting their own band and how important it is to the community. Um, and that was, like, that was a special moment for me yeah Uh, yeah on the stage yeah on the stage just like during the show um i got to thank like um a lot of like the women who inspired me in victoria i honestly don't think that i would be playing music uh if it wasn't for like some some women in bands that i really look up to kate ale from pinner she i think she got us our first like cool Victoria show like when we were uh when we were still in Uh high school um and that was just such a big moment for us we just we thought it was like we really had made it (laughs) (laughs) playing at playing at Graham Street in a basement like um but yeah that was just like that was just so cool and like so nice for her to do that yeah from uh from there on out it was just kind of my obsession with local shows and music just progressed and uh every time i see a woman walk on stage it's just like i get that feeling like i i saw that singer uh, in the band a couple years ago you know it's uh it's the same feeling Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly what that feeling is it's kind of hard to describe yeah yeah my friend Ali, I was talking to her about that that same feeling. The way I relate to that is seeing videos of women like ripping on the trumpet from like the 30s and mm-hmm. these videos that we, you would never really see in like a Ken Burns jazz documentary, but you might find deep on the internet or have shared by your jazz idols as it happened to me. Thank you, Jen Hodge. Um, and Ali was like, yeah, I mean, it always 
like almost brings tears to my eyes when I see these videos of these women and it's so weird to feel like so much pride for someone that you don't know and it's been dead for like 40 years but it's mm-hmm. kind of the form of pride it's like exactly it's yeah. just um it's just so exciting and mm-hmm. and it feels so it feels so new mm-hmm. there's also something extremely human about seeing the creases in someone's face mm-hmm. and separating them from an image that you've built in your mind about who they are based on images on the internet images on posters for so long watching like the sweat drip off someone's face yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know it's so it's so grounding it's happening to me a lot with performances that i've seen that's awesome as an outsider even like i don't play any instruments Mm-hmm. I'm just like in awe of like this person is here and this person has inspired me so much without even knowing it and here they are in the flesh like it just it makes it all real mm-hmm. for one moment you know like it clicks in your mind that this is real and if they're real then maybe I could do it you mm-hmm. know like um if she's doing it if they're doing it then maybe I could do it Definitely. um maybe anyone could do it and that's really like I think that's important for um younger people especially to realize that being in a band is like really cool and playing music is really cool and it seems hard but like really anyone can do it and that's why the DIY scene is so important because like like you can you know record all your stuff on Bandcamp you can release your own tapes you can book your own tour. You can book your own shows. You just have to do it, you know? And I really think that anyone could if they like if they put their mind to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like right now, as it stands for us chicks here, the idea of mentorship is so important. Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. yeah. I feel definitely a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't want to place that responsibility on other women in music. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, you owe it to to girls to mentor them. Yeah. But I really do think that we should push for that. And if you feel any type of like calling within yourself to um, to try to help um, people um, or like girls who you you see yourself in you know or you see it like oh I was there a couple of years ago I think like do it yeah I think that I personally feel a responsibility to to help out yeah, yeah. I you're really an like, inspiration you are <laughs> yeah. and Teresa you have this great philosophy that you've spoken to in the past about just like you really believe that everyone has something to share and yeah. and it's up to you to whether or not you this is something that you feel you're drawn to but if you go up there on stage and share yourself truly Mm -hmm. with people you will affect people yeah and you'll affect change yeah well like yeah my friend um who just started a independent uh project called redress their name is alec they were like expressing their concerns um towards getting a lot of shows and they're doing super well like they're getting tons of shows and it's really really great and I think they're really discovering themselves through this project but um just the idea of like doubting yourself and saying like well I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I'm ready but like you don't owe it to anyone to be 
to be good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know, owe it to anyone to be a perfect performance or um, whatever. Like, you're getting a show and you're you're going to play and uh, you just need to get up there and do it. Yeah. Um, because if you present your art and, like, your personality and everything, then I really think that you will... Um, impact someone in totally. some sort of way you know it might not be perfect to you but like no one's think, standard yeah. as high as yours exactly <laughs> simply your idea of wanting change on stage of mm-hmm. wanting to impact people sets you apart from so many people by miles like I can't speak for a majority of musicians I can't speak for anyone but myself Mm -hmm. to be quite frank with you (laughs) but I think a lot of people it transfers into other mediums I know in 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 the writer world for sure there's a huge ego that people Mm -hmm. wear like fur coats it's heavy they walk into rooms with it it's all over them and often on stage um people aren't playing they don't have that in mind I want to change something they're Mm -hmm. thinking I want people to see me. The lights are on me. It's about me, me, me right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's great about, like, a lot of of bands who have this um, type of, like, uh, mission statement mm-hmm. or whatever have you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just, like, those radical type bands. Um, you don't really have to um, focus on how, like talented you are or like traditionally talented you are um or how good your um like stage performance is you know like like a local band called open relationship like they were they had a a very specific um idea of what their band was going to be and uh a lot of that was proving themselves as women and like it just if you have that type of um bigger um like a concept or something yeah a guiding principle yeah i think the (laughs) it won't just be like a surface level type of music yeah you won't really have to be worried about doing well or you know because like your your band will like support itself in a way because like the the idea is so genuine because it's authentic Mm -hmm. it's authentic yeah Yeah, that's exactly what and it's true and everyone feels that when yeah. you listen to when when we choose our idols, are they not people who feel true? Grimes, mm-hmm. how yeah. true is Grimes? So true. She feels for real, man. But it's true. It's exactly mm-hmm. what you do well. A lot of people can relate to in terms of inspiration and identity. When it's when it's real and it's authentic and it's like gritty. Yeah, you don't have to um, try so hard to be like musically correct. It's um, almost like that doesn't really even matter Mm -hmm. or at least the way i look at it i don't know i Mm -hmm. um um i think that captivates me as a like a member of the audience or you know um i say this a lot i don't even know if this makes any sense but i'd rather see a a bad musician on stage than a a really good musician yeah (laughs) um i just think that like the the courage it takes to know you're bad yeah and like just like you you know you're gonna fail and just like get up on stage and do it anyways and just do it unapologetically mm-hmm. that takes that... so much more guts totally. i don't know yeah 
does or at least maybe because yeah. like i feel that in like a band yeah. situation where somebody's just like rough yeah. and have an adder yeah but where is the creative um leeway in jazz can you Ooh. be can you step outside of like yeah. technicality for a moment to be that's w- where wild? i i couldn't uh like identify with jazz i think yeah. that's kind of where i slipped through the cracks like in in uh music at school because like i just didn't know how to conform to this like very straight like um um like sheet music yeah type of totally playing. you got the standards you play those and then anyone you like play it enough yeah. and then anyone can come play with you yeah okay so there's so jazz is basically as far as i see it it's just steeped in a tradition of imagination and experimentation and it's just been a mouthpiece and a catalyst for social change that's basically mm-hmm. why jazz is at all um and it's just so it's so funny that a lot of the time people think of jazz these days and they kind of think of a you know, blue note, smoky room, some like wanky piano player. Um, and nailed it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Th- that totally exists and it's real, but that's like a jazz ghost that we have to just like banish because there's it's so much. <laughs> yeah, kill that jazz ghost because I don't know, like I'm inspired, like I play in a band in Vancouver where there's like four of us on, on horns, all ladies. Um, and we listen to like Erica Badu and like Esperanza Spalding. Honestly, she's breaking barriers. Like there is so much um, room for relevancy in jazz. And that's kind of where it lies. Like that's where it exists in the experimentation. And if anyone has ever made it stodgy or boring for you, I'm so sorry. Um, and I promise that there's so much more to it. Never, um, never again. Uh, yeah. So I think that there's definitely... You can you walk into a jazz club somewhere, New York or something, and like get on stage and play, you know, your technical riffs and people will celebrate you. But there's also loads of places where you can go on stage and play like the, I don't know, saxophone with your, well, it has to be your mouth actually, the piano with your <laughs> nose or something like that. And then like that will also be celebrated. There's loads of room. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a terrible analogy. I love it. <laughs> I was fully there. New York, yeah. Oh, you'd be great at it. Yeah, I'm going to go into nose piano after this. So <laughs> nose recorder things. actually is real. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, new podcast segment. <laughs> How do we preserve jazz now? What would you do? Um, okay. Not that this is, like, my personal mission or anything. It is. Um, In Victoria, especially, I think that we have to take it out of places... Okay, I love Herman's Jazz Club, but that is not the only place that jazz exists. It can just be on stage with other indie bands. And, like, a clarinet or a trumpet or a trombone. Like, there are loads of bands with um, horns, which is great. Like, a saxophone on Susie's new album, her EP. Sassy. Um... There's a sweet sax solo on a tune on that, and it sounds amazing. Caitlin um, Norman. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know who Zeus. it was. Oh, my God, a female sax player, too. It's perfect. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just think that showing people that it is relevant and cool, and this was kind of part of our mission in high school, too, when we were, like, playing jazz at this house. Um, we'd have these Sunday night 
jazz parties and the idea was like bring your grandma bring your baby bring your neighbors and we're all gonna party and it's gonna be jazz and we'll have like a really wholesome time with dinner and everything and then we'll also just party because we're in high school and it'll all be the same thing you know it's not gonna be like a jazz show and then we go to our other party it's just all one thing with loads of different demographics and everyone is just like eating and relating and that is I think what is missing when jazz exists in a jazz club and indie exists at a DIY venue Mm -hmm. and there's like not a lot of intermingling totally the intermingling I actually lack that generally in my life yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's so true it's uh it's confined to Herman's to one place I, I don't know about other cities in Canada but it it, it feels like jazz lives in a corner mm-hmm. in Canada. It's like they're in this room here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, it is separate from like indie venues and, and what is like more relevant to uh, our generation. Mm-hmm. But uh, like there there's so many spots around town to do those things. We need to rejuvenate. Totally. Yeah. And shout out to bands like Bad, Bad, Not Good and people that and like mm-hmm. D'Angelo even like. Yeah a while ago just bringing the jazz into the hip-hop because it's obviously like very similar in a lot of ways let's end it on a note about what advice can you guys give women in music who are starting out right now you gotta be what you wished you saw i think when you were a kid And that's how it starts, is like inspiring another generation and your own generation, let's be honest. We're all inspired by each other. Um, So, yeah, be fearless and be be what you want to see. Oh, God, I'm saying the thing. I'm saying be the change you want to see. (laughs) No! Be Be the the change you want to see in the world. (laughs) (laughs) My friend uh, Nick says, be the change you fear in the world. Oh, which I think is... He probably copied that from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> the real. Take up space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take up space. Get into it. Roll into it. You don't have to be loud. You can just kind of do a somersault into a space and you could be there. You could take mm-hmm. that space. Take that space in whatever form and shape you want. You don't owe it to be anyone to be any certain way. No, you don't. There's a lot of awesome small spaces and there's a lot of awesome loud and aggressive spaces, but just be in spaces. Yeah. yeah. I think the first time someone told me that I didn't um, owe it to anyone to look pretty, I was like, oh my God. No. <laughs> like from my experience, I started like pretty young. Um, definitely like playing shows um, in bars when I was like not of age to really be there. So probably made me the youngest person there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like... Um, that is really discouraging to a lot of um, musicians that there's not a ton of all-ages shows that are happening in Victoria right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may think that a lot of the shows are inaccessible in some sort of way. And that is true. Like, there definitely needs to still be more um, all-ages shows when you do become of age to start playing music like whenever you can um don't think that being young is is like a a weakness or like a a vulnerability I think it actually is more powerful like I've never felt more powerful than when I was like 18 walking into a bar yeah like (laughs) um, drummer yeah like uh, that 
um that feels pretty cool and um i think like you just have an edge you know like you're you're just that might be a, a bit of like a step up because um you just have that much more time yeah to make your way so do it now yeah Yeah. or like or you you can start whenever you can start when you're older too but i think like if you're already feeling vulnerable because you're um you're a woman or you're a femme in a community that's already so dominated like in a masculine way then it it can seem even more vulnerable when you're younger when you're a young female in a community that's dominated by older men you know like that's for sure those are just two complete opposite spectrums Mm -hmm. um on like the power dynamic you know but i think that it actually does kind of give you an edge whatever way you want to look at it for sure okay so thanks to everyone involved in the creation of this enlightening episode sophie noel Teresa Krotner. I will be seeing you listeners for our final episode. Adios. All Access is supported by Cordova Bay Entertainment Group, supporting local music since 1998. With artists like Acres of Lions, David Gogo, Sam Weber, David West, Steph McPherson, and more. Cordova Bay Entertainment Group, celebrating 20 years of local music. Learn more at cordovabay.com.